Do you think you may have a problem with your alcohol consumption or drug use? Are you thinking about quitting and want to know what all the sober hype is about? Are you in recovery and chose to tune in for some inspiration? Whatever the reason, I'm so grateful you are here with me today. My name is Sarah, and I am the creator and host of this podcast. I spent most of my life drinking, and eventually I realized how alcohol was negatively impacting my life in many ways. One day at the age of 39, I decided I was sick and tired of feeling sick and tired, and I reached out for help. I have been sober since 2012, and it has changed my life in ways I never imagined. I am so happy that I got the chance to live a more comfortable life, free of the chains of addiction. Today, my life just keeps getting better. Sober Gratitudes was born out of the desire to recover out loud so that others could see the hope in sobriety. In each episode, I speak with a recovered alcoholic or addict who shares how their life changed for the better after they got sober. I welcome you to subscribe to my podcast to hear these amazing stories of people from all walks of life. They too want to share in this mission to help others and to end stigmas of addiction. I promise you, you will be inspired. Whether you have been here before or you were a first-time listener, I would be so grateful if you would take a minute to write a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to this show so that it can reach more people who may be struggling. You can also reach me at sobergratitudes at gmail.com with any questions or comments. I look forward to hearing from you. Thank you again for dropping in today and welcome to Sober Gratitudes. everyone and welcome to Sober Gratitudes. My name is Sarah and I am so grateful you are here today for another inspiring episode. Whether you have been here before or you are a first-time listener, I am so happy you decided to join us. Before I introduce my guest, I wanted to thank some people who have been so supportive of my podcast endeavors. John, Mom, and Karen, you have been my biggest fans from the very beginning. Thank you and I love you. I also want to thank those in my recovery circle, both in real life and on social media for helping me as I rebrand my website. Yes, we have exciting changes coming down the pipes and I can't wait for you all to see. So when you follow me on Instagram or on any other social media platform, you will know when these changes occur. So please keep your eyes out. I am so excited to speak with my guest today. He is truly an amazing man with an incredible life story from addiction and the chaos that comes with addiction to that of recovery. He is a speaker, coach, advocate, and author of a book called The Prison Within, a memoir of breaking free. It is a story of addiction, bank robberies, decades of imprisonment, homelessness, and hitting rock bottom and how his life has completely turned around today. It is my pleasure to welcome Don Cummins. Hi, Don, how are you today? I'm doing well. Uh, thank you so much for having me on the show, Sarah. And I'm so grateful to be here and, uh, and to share uh, some hope and experience with everybody. Great, thank you so much. We're gonna get right into it. Um, and if you can tell us a little bit about your life before recovery, and how you arrived at what you refer to on your website as a moment of awakening. Sure, um, it's, it's a long story, so I'm gonna give you the bullet points. And um, so um, in 2011, I, I was homeless. And um, not only was I homeless, but I, um, 
I, I suffered from mental health issues uh, as a result of my, my, my drug usage, you know, and uh, I used hard and I, I, I had a lot of long binges and I wound up in mental hospitals. I would wake up there or in alleyways or uh, my, 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 my drug use was extreme. And so uh, there was that. And um, it, my mental health issues had gotten so out of hand that even the local courts had, had declared me to be insane. Um, and I was a danger to myself and the people around me. And not only that, I had served over 20 years of my life in prison for bank robbery at that point. And um, so uh, I had a few issues, um, obviously. And uh, I, the worst part about that was I felt like I was a horrible person. And I, you know, just a, a quick little backstory. I, I, I started using at a young age at, at the age of 10 and I had suffered trauma on a few different levels and I was uncomfortable in my own skin. And I felt like there was something wrong with me before I ever picked up the first drink or drug. And so when I did at 10, I, my life just went, uh, uh, it, was, it became an immediate train wreck. And I was so out of control that my parents uh, put me in a, a inpatient drug program at the age of 13. And I never went home again, you know, the rest of my life up to the age of 45, from 13 to 45 was in institutions and jails and mental hospitals. And the few years here and there that I would be out, it was, it was all about homelessness and binges and, and not really having any connections with people. And so all I knew was isolation. And so in 2011, I, that was a lot to carry around with me. It was a big burden feeling that I was totally less than human, that, um, you know, uh, a good life and connection and true friends and love and success and positivity were things that I felt were not meant for me. You know, I felt that my destiny was to crash and burn and that the greatest thing that maybe I could do is serve as an example or a warning for someone else. And um, so, you know, at the end I became very, you know, I was suicidal and I made a few attempts um, that were unsuccessful due to other circumstances. And, and I was in a really bad place. Um, and I started going to meetings uh, because the place that I was at uh, would take us around in buses to, to, to meetings or, or vans, you know. And um, I felt like I identified a little bit with other people who had, had, um, uh, had a little bit of recovery with their before part of their story, you know. Um, but I was still very reserved and I didn't know how to ask for help. You know, every time that I, I thought that... Um, the thought of using came over me, I or drinking or using or whatever. I I seemed unable to ask for help in real time. It was always afterwards. I just don't know what happened, you know. And I woke up in this place again, and and so um, I went to a workshop uh, in 2011, and they started talking about um, self-centered fear, and how that was at the root of a lot of just a, a whole host of problems, you know. And for the first time in my life, I, 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 it broke through my denial. You know, I had always, you know, you would think that um, someone who's 18 and in jail for bank robbery would recognize that that's not normal, you know, uh, or that waking up in all these places and, 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 and having a life that had turned out so, so tragically like mine would know that this is not normal. But, but I was so willing to tell myself whatever it is to feel good about myself that I would somehow justify it. And well, after I, I I'll, I'll turn it around or this will work out, or if I change locations or I'll do this. And, 
you know, but at that workshop, it, it, I realized what was at the root of it for me. I just had this awakening and I saw that I was afraid, you know, I was afraid that I thought that I was not good enough. I was afraid because I felt like I didn't fit in and that I was a bad person. And I had this extreme self-doubt and disconnection from other people as a result of it. Because if I feel that I'm horrible, then, then there's no basis for a connection with other people unless maybe they're horrible too, you know? And so I, I, I saw that. And then I also saw kind of at the same time that I, I am a good person. You know, I am worthy, you know, and that, that my life is precious and it's worth fighting for, you know? And so um, the next time the urge to use came over me, I, I, I was able to pick up the phone finally and, and make that call. And I was able to start putting in some work and, and developing friendships and, and my life did a complete 180, you know, just as the result of that, that awakening to my own goodness, that I was perfect just as I am. And it didn't matter how bad I had screwed up my life, but that, you know, that, that the truth was, you know, that I am okay. And, and uh, for me, that was, that was the turning point right there. And I am so grateful to have had that gift to be able to see that. And uh, because that, has been the basis of, of everything that has, has happened since then in my life. Wow. So then, so now that you're sober, you've been sober now since 2011. Is that uh, correct? 13, really. There was, a, there was okay. a, a rough year or two there, you know. Yeah, and, no, I understand. Yeah. <laughs> I get it. Yeah, I get it. The first couple yeah. years are tough. Yeah. Um, and maybe I can backtrack to add, just to, to talk about when you um, were at a workshop and you Mm-hmm. you were willing to finally put in the work. Can you talk more about that? You know, it's for, for me, it, 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 it all boiled down to my difficulty uh, along with my other, you know, issues was an inability to deal with uncomfortable feelings, you know? And so, yes, that's scary. And yes, that is, um, is uncomfortable and um, very painful and almost feels like, I, you know, there, and that's why I used in the first place. Those feelings were so horrible. I, I, I couldn't bear to experience them. Right. And, um, but I, I had a group of guys that I trusted, you know, that I came to trust, and, and I saw that they had been through the process. And I, my, my, my sponsor, uh, it was his voice that I heard in my head when, um, when that desire to, to pick up uh, came over me that, that at first time that said, you, um, you know it's just a feeling it'll pass, you know, Don. And um, he said, uh, you know, if you can just remember to call me, um, it'll be all right. <laughs> I'm getting a little choked up because it's, it's, I remember that and it's like yesterday, you know, and, um, but I believe that I believed it was true where I, I, I didn't see that before, but I saw it was, and I had faith that, um, that the, that, the, that it works, you know, that this is a process and it's natural and this is the way it's meant to be. And I'm meant to be more and I'm meant to challenge myself. And that's the kind of um, um, uh, what I was taught, you know, that, that this is not about just, just stopping uh, uh, drinking or using a drug, or it's not just about that. It's about a journey and of discovery of who I am and, and taking it to a new level all the time. And, um, and I believe that. And um, like intellectually, I kind of believe that anyway, but I mean, except that I had always thought that's not for me. That's just how it works for other people. But um, so I, I apply that to myself and, and um, you know, knowing that there was relief on the other side helped me. And it also helped because I, when I was able to get some, 
some 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 guidance and um, uh, with my sponsor and to see things as they really were, you know, and separating my my assets and liabilities and and taking a, a deep dive in some of those things. Um, I, I began to see it not as a negative, you know, it was a positive, you know, to be able to recognize that and to make some progress and 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 I saw the the benefits of it in my life and my relationships, you know, and yeah. it's priceless, you know, and so and so that so that's you know the 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 evidence that it works and seeing it work in other people's lives was a a great comfort to me, you know, when it came to facing my own my own demons. Oh, for sure. That's wonderful. I'm so happy for you that 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 happened for you. It's just that's it's a miracle. So tell tell me about your life today. Okay. Um, well, today life is is uh, is very rich. You know, mm -hmm. I can say that. Um, I I I can't. You know, when I look back at the person that I was, I I can't believe that I am I am that that was me. You know, mm -hmm. um, like today, just a, a just an overview. Like like after after recovery allowed me to to, um, uh, to get married and to have children, uh, two boys, Levi and Finn, who are the light of my life and, uh, have true friends. Um, today I'm, I mean, I was homeless and I, I didn't, you know, I'm a homeowner today and, uh, you know, um, I, I was able to find an entry level job and work my way up to becoming the director of software development for an international company, you know, oh. uh, developing software that, 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 uh, integrates with banks, you know, and, you know, I'm a bank <laughs> and so I'm, how about that? <laughs> I know it's, it's crazy. The irony. And <laughs> yeah. Um, and you know, uh, that's, you know, that's my life and, and I'm, and I'm going through a lot of changes now with, with that even, you know, I've, I, I got to a point where in my recovery, I was, I was afraid again, you know, because I had this horrible past and I didn't want the neighbors to know. I didn't want my, you know, my wife's yoga friends to know her circle of people and at work, you know, I mean, if our business partners found out that this guy uh, who was with the company was designing the, the software, this guy, I mean, there's just all these fears, you know, but at the same time, I had a, a drive to tell this story, you know, and so at a point I, I, I did, and I found out that, that there was nothing but acceptance, you know, in the part of, of the, all my fears that people told me, man, I can't, I can't believe that, that you went through that. And I'm, I'm proud to know someone like you. And so, and there was a few people that it was weird in the hallways at work. They kind of looked down and I, it was just, they didn't kind of know what to do with that. And, yeah. and that's okay. You know, yeah. um, um, but you know, so I wrote the book and I, uh, started speaking at high schools locally here. And I even became a member of the Rotary Club in Safety Harbor, my hometown where I grew up. And so many things have come full circle for me. And, um, you know, um, and that's what I want to do. That's what I want to do, like full time. You know, I'm, I still, today, I still, I work a regular job still and I do my software development and we're, um, I'm, I'm hoping and, 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 and praying that the things will unfold to, I'll, I'll be able to do that full time and, and just devote you know, 100% of my, that slice of my life to, to, to spreading this message, you know, and uh, of hope and that, you know, if someone like me um, who came from, you know, absolute bottom and absolute insanity and yeah. hopelessness, which, you know, in a lot of, you know, in a lot of, um, you know, 
it's been the opinion of a lot of professionals who I've crossed paths with that in, in a sense, I'm, I might be a hopeless case, you know, yeah. and I am so grateful to prove that wrong. <laughs> yeah. And and there is hope for anybody really, you know? And so, um, so I want to put that out there with, with whatever time I have left on this earth. And that's my, that's my mission. Did you uh, have a point where you, you thought, okay, I need to write about this or was it something that like, like how did that process occur for you? Sure. It was, it was a long process. Um, <laughs> like at, at first I, I, I knew I wanted to write something to help people and to tell my story and relate that to recovery and things like that. And um, so I, I, I began and my idea was to write like the first half of the book, my story, the second half, some principles. So someone who doesn't know anything about recovery could see how that unfolds in, in, in someone's life. And, and, and then, and then, you know, also have a second half of the book that maybe it's kind of like a workbook or it's kind of a guide yeah, and okay. that type of thing. And so, but, um, so I wrote that and it was pretty rough and uh, I write okay. And I've, I've always enjoyed writing and I did a lot of writing in prison and, uh, you know, <laughs> I had a lot of pen pals. And so, uh, but, uh, you know, I, I, um, I, I, I found that I really could write, you know, and um, um, I, I, passed my manuscript, I gave my manuscript to an editor and they said, you know, that's not going to work. Um, you know, you get the memoir and then you get the, the kind of like the self-help book at the, the, the second part of it. And they said, you ought to just go ahead and write a memoir. You know, and I thought about it and I was kind of scared to do that because that means I have to write it kind of like a novel. You know, I mean, I have to describe things that happen and create a, a you know, a, a scene and, you know, and string it all together to tell a story. And that's a little more planning and work than just, you know, but, uh, you know, I felt, I don't know. I felt like it was the right thing for me to do. And so, uh, so I, I, I did it, you know, and I, I went through many edits and I got a, a editor to work with me and kind of coach me a little bit. But at the end of the day, I, I, I actually am the one who wrote it and I, I, I'm very pleased with it, you know, and it's, um, it's one of the greatest things that I've ever done, you know, uh, aside from my children and, 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 and getting sober and all that. But, um, you know, it's, it's, um, it was a struggle to kind of uh, write in, in deciding how I'm going to present this story. You know, am I going to, uh, you know, I got to tell my story and how real do I get and, and how vulnerable do I make myself? And I decided to go all the way with it. You know, I, I just talk about things that happened in my life and I, it reads like a novel, but it's gritty and there's cussing yeah. in it. And there's just like, it's just, it's just real. And, mm -hmm. but the halfway through the book, restart recovery starts coming. And I'm not going to do any spoilers, but right. the, you know, there's strong recovery in the book, you know, mm -hmm. and it's my internal journey and it kind of mirrors some of the things that I've talked about. And, mm -hmm. um, and I, I really hope that, um, you know, uh, in the forward to the book or not the forward, but the, I say some stuff at the beginning of the book and, and I say that I, I hope it entertains, but even more than that, I hope that it helps somebody, you know, and, and, yeah. and more than that, that, that I, maybe it could save somebody's life, you know? Yeah. So, so that's my hope that people identify with it and, and get something out of it and say, wow, it's possible. You know, this thing is possible. Yeah. And, um, and it is. So. It is. And you know, when we're honest and we're, we recover out loud in in writing memoirs and, um, you know, just recovering out loud is, I think, the best way that we can connect with people who are struggling because perhaps they don't feel so alone. Um, I know that's something that I needed at the beginning. I thought I was the only one feeling the way I felt. Um, to know that other people could identify with what I was feeling, um, regardless of 
the circumstances in active addiction, um, the feelings are usually pretty similar. I found in in the time I've I've been sober. Um, yeah. So this podcast kind of uh, this episode. Um, serves somewhat as a trailer, I think, to your, <laughs> to your book. <laughs> and, um, and I just want to make sure that, um, you, you know, your, um, website is don-cummins.com. C-U-M-M-I-N-S.com. Okay. And we'll put that in the show notes as well. Um, I think it's really important that, um, the listeners go out and check it out, go to his website. There's a wonderful video that you have on your homepage, I think. Um, yes, yes. Two of them. There's a book trailer and then there's like my story and the short version. Yeah, yeah. And it's very powerful. I mean, that's what, when I saw that, I was like, wow, I've got to have him on. And, yeah. um, and, and you have a beautiful family now and, and you share about that on your, your um, website as well. And, and as far as the future looks, I know that we, we um, uh, learned that we take one day at a time, right? Um, but right. <laughs> if you look in, when you look into your future, um, what are your feelings about your future? Big yeah. change is coming, you know, I mean, there's the book yeah. and there's some other things and, and, you know, I'm transitioning from this employment that I've had to a whole nother way of life. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm, I'm taking a leap of faith in, in, on yeah. certain levels. And so, so then that's why I said I'm afraid and, that, and yeah. not a negative thing, but, um, um, and I'm excited, not just mm-hmm. afraid, but I'm excited and I'm full of hope, you know? And, and so, um, so it's, it's all good. And, um, and, uh, uh, I'm, I'm, we're, we're, we're talking about, well, we're not talking about we're we are doing it. We're selling our house and we're getting an RV and we're going to go do a book tour. And my wife's a yoga oh. instructor and she's going to remotely do yoga, uh, in front oh. of beautiful places. And, uh, so, and bring wow. our kids along, of course. And so it's, it's going to oh. be quite the journey and it's going to be tight living and it's going to be exciting and it's going to be new and it's just a whole big adjustment. And, um, but I'm, I'm, I'm extremely excited about it and there's lots to do. And so, uh, I know you're in the midst of packing. I know we had to like postpone this interview and and we worked it around me being sick and you also packing your house and getting ready to jump out of the the (laughs) RV and head out on your adventure. It's so, so yes, change can be very, um, scary, but you know, Mm -hmm. I think it looks like you're heading into an incredible adventure um, and right now in the, in the world that we're living in right now, yes. I mean, it just seems like a very creative way to get your message across. Um, so that you're not worrying about flying or, you know, that you, I don't know, like I, I'm making assumptions right now, but just based on the, what you're telling me, it just sounds like mm-hmm. a very creative way to live your life fully and wow, a fun adventure. And you're not afraid to do it because you're about to do it. <laughs> yeah, I'm being courageous. I'm practicing courage. So yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's wonderful. So, um, so we're gonna wrap things up here. But and before we do, I just want to thank you again for taking the time out of your busy schedule, um, your transition schedule, um, to maybe speak to anyone who's listening to this particular episode who is who's really struggling right now who is relapsing perhaps um if they're um you know kind of experiencing what you've experienced in active addiction is there anything that you would like to share with with these people 
Yes. Um, you know, I was always told that um, when I'm struggling and relapsing and, and I was back and forth to reach out and call somebody, you know, to reach out and ask for help. And, and uh, I always tell people to do that. Um, and at the same time, I know that where I was at, I, I, I was in a place for a long time where I was almost unable to reach out for help on some level that my own, you know, I had these huge blockers inside that prevented me from doing that. And, um, you know, um, it was, I almost went on autopilot when the desire would hit me. And, uh, uh, so, you know, what, what my sponsor at the time recognized that and, and told me that, um, encouraged me to make a decision that, um, that help was on the way, you know, that, that I am going to get back up and I'm going to keep coming back because there's something for me here. There's an answer and I might not see it right now. I might not know how it's going to work out, but if I just make a decision to trust and keep coming back and do the best thing, best that I can do, uh, that things will work out, that it'll come my way, you know? And, um, and I don't mean to, when I say that, I don't mean don't take any action. I mean, that is an action, you know? And, um, you know, um, and also that, um, if you're struggling, um, you are worth fighting for. If on any level that you doubt that you're not good enough or that you uh, have have fears uh, about, uh, you know, whether you're worth it, you know, let me tell you that you you are, you know, that um, that there's no one in the face of this earth that is greater than you, and that's a that's a heavy thing to say, but it's true, and uh, and that uh, there's plenty of love for you, whether you see it or perceive it or know about it or not. And, um, and uh, just hold on and uh, help is on the way. And I'm believing that for you. And, and, and I want you to believe that as well. Oh, thank you. That's wonderful. Since our, this podcast is called Sober Gratitudes, I, mm. I have to, I can't not ask the question. <laughs> what, what would you say is your, your greatest sober gratitude? Um, like a gratitude that you acquired that, that occurred for you because as a direct result of your sobriety? Um, I would have to say that just my having, being able to be present, you know, uh, I mean, I could start naming off lists and I could do many A to Z lists and I do yeah. occasionally when my sponsor tells me to do that. Yeah. Um, um, but the ability to be present and experience life without, uh, fretting over the future or worrying or, or, or reliving the past and, and to be able to be in a moment, you know, and, and that's, that's so huge, you know, um, um, that I was be able to be there when my father passed and, 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 yeah. and help put his body on the gurney that I was there for my family after being gone for so long. And, 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 and I could start naming all these, these, these things that have happened that being present has allowed me uh, to experience uh, in, a, in a positive way. And so that I, I believe it's, it's allowed me to really have a life, you know, and not be thinking about life or worrying about life or afraid of life. And so I, I would have to say that. Oh, beautifully said. Thank you so much. And again, I'm just going to plug the prison within a memoir of breaking free by Don Cummins. Please make sure that you check out his website. You will be so inspired and I, um, and I look forward to hearing about your journey with your family. All right. Yes. Yeah. We'll stay in touch. Good. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I would love to hear how things are going. And um, thank you again for, for taking the time to be on my podcast today.
Thank you so much for having me. Okay. Take care. You too. Well, that's a wrap on this episode. Thank you to my guest and all of you for listening. I hope what you heard inspires you to look for and recognize the gifts of sobriety. Sober Gratitudes, a podcast dedicated to delivering messages of hope through true stories of recovery. A sober life is possible if you truly want it.